On this week's episode of Telling the Odds, is Grand Admiral Thrawn finally coming to live action? We have a statue of Obi-Wan on Scotland's highest ground and a lot more Star Wars fun and games. All that and more coming up now. Welcome everybody to Telling the Odds episode 3. What date is it? It's June 6th and today we are talking about a lot of cool stuff but first, Michael, how are you? Uh, good, yeah. <laughs> Losing track of the uh, dates and stuff during the uh, quarantine and everything but ready to go for the podcast. Always excited for another week. You had a nice week? Yeah, had a nice week. Uh, you yeah, up to much? Excited for this. Uh, just, you know, preparing, keeping an eye on Star Wars news, you know, mm -hmm. being grossed in the Star Wars world. That's yeah. what I'm all about. You know what I watched the entirety of this week? Uh, Lord of the Rings. Ah, Lord of the Rings. Uh, top of Star Wars, Lord of the Rings is just, oh, I just love the hell out of those movies. and um, Probably one of the greatest trilogies of all time, outside of the original trilogy, of course. Had a good cry last night. Return of the King gets me every time. Yeah. Um, uh, so, this week, there hasn't been an overabundance of hardcore Star Wars news, but there has been some stuff that's gone on, some and we are going... Star Wars news. Some juicy Star Wars news, and uh, some stuff that was maybe uh, some shade thrown, we'll get mm. to that very soon. Um, and other than that, we're going to get into some other cool stuff that, we, that we'll get to yeah, do today, including... You know, some Star Wars trivia, some quizzes, just, uh, you know. Fun and games with the Star Wars fans. Yeah. Um, Telling the Odds podcast. If there's not an overabundance of Star Wars news, you can always rely on there to be a fun game about Star Wars that will keep everyone interested. At least, yes. I hope that. I, I, I hope that's the case. If there's one thing Star Wars fans are good at, it's making content when there isn't much being made from Lucasfilm. Exactly. Uh, now, we are going to shortly get into our Star Wars news, but before we do that, I'm just going to give you guys a rundown as to the, uh, the housekeeping of the Telling the Odd podcast. So, uh, we are live every Sunday at 12pm on YouTube, as well as Apple Podcasts and Spotify, as well as many other podcast platforms. The links to those other podcast platforms, I believe there are six more of them, will all be available in the description below if you just follow the links down there. Also, there will always be time codes in the description for every topic that we're talking about. If you want to race right to us talking about Grand Admiral Thrawn, you can do, we can do so with the time code that you will find below the, below the uh, podcast feed itself. Uh, when you get there, please be sure to rate us, leave us a uh, leave us a review, and subscribe to us. That would be very much appreciated. Now, and quickly before we get into our uh, news segment, yes. I've actually got some cool stats from that questionnaire that we did yep, on our some first feedback week. from there. Yeah, I posted it on a, uh, a Jedi uh, a, a Star Wars fan yes. group on Facebook, and uh, these were the stats that came. I'm not going to read every single one because that would take forever. I'm just going to read the stats from the second one, uh, which was a uh, your favourite Star Wars movie. Yep. 39% of people said Empire Strikes Back. Makes sense. That's what we said. 18% said Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I think that's another popular one. 11% both said Revenge of the Sith and The Last Jedi. Wow. Yeah. I, um, okay. I did not expect that, to be honest. I kind of get Revenge of the Sith. I do. Because a lot of people really like the prequels who have grown up with the prequels, and Revenge of the Sith is by far the best prequel. Yeah. But Last Jedi, I... Did not expect that because that's a mo that's a recent film. Yeah, and I, uh, yeah, um, and it's very divisive. But it's either like people's least favorite or like people really like quite like it. But they're like pref generally prefer the original trilogy. Like that's what we think. We talk about a lot of grey area in the Force and which Jedi's reside there. With the Last Jedi, it seems to be you either love it or hate it. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least for a lot I, of people. Yeah, I um, don't know. That's, cr that's and crazy. for a lot of people, it seems to be their favorite movie. I did not expect that to be that high. Yeah. Now we have seven percent. For both Rogue One and A New Hope. That's good. I think right, Rogue One, I kind of understand 7%, because like it's, I think it's really good, and especially if you really love the original trilogy, yeah. that's why it's really good. That's true. But I it's expect a, it's, a New Hope. Because Rogue One's a real love letter to the original trilogy. Yeah. yeah. But New Hope, uh, New Hope's the first one. Like yeah. I thought that would have been a lot of people. Dep I mean, I guess it depends on the sample where you got yeah. it from. Well, you know, J.J. Uh, Abrams has said that you know uh, A New Hope is his favourite. I mean, you would expect so. He's made it the second time. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Michael's throwing shade. No, uh, that's great. I mean, like, yeah, it's, it's a similar plot, but you know. Yeah, okay. It, it's, it makes sense. I think I think the word you're looking for is anyway. <laughs> anyway, moving along. Uh, and then four percent of people said Force Awakens and Phantom Menace. So okay. So no one said Attack of the Clones. No one said Attack the Clones. No one said uh, Rise um, of Skywalker. No one said Rise of Skywalker. No one said, no one said Solo. Yeah. And uh, I think that's it, right? I, I, like, yeah. Phantom Menace, it's got some fun parts. Like, Jewel of the Fates is great, Maul's great. Uh, and what was the other one? 
just Phantom Menace and... No one... Yeah, so no one said... Uh, oh, sorry. Force no. Awakens. For this one, yeah, Force, Force Awakens, Awakens, like... I think the people who really liked that, like, getting back into Star Wars, might have been their first one they saw... Like, my first one I saw in cinemas, but... I really like Force Awakens. Yeah. I do. To this day, I really like Force Awakens. I think it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> that's totally fine. Yeah. Uh, I think there's not much else to do than get into Star Wars news. So, yeah. Michael, what have we got first? Uh, so first up is another rumour, but this one, quite interesting... In my humble opinion. It started out more as a rumour, like, towards right, the start of it. Right, more like... W- when I brought it up to you, yeah. you were just like, you know, it'd be cool to talk about, but if it's just like a thing... Yeah, there's a lot of rumours and things, It might just but... be like a sort of... We don't want to risk there being like a clickbait thing to this... That's too. true. Yeah. But, but um, over the last substantial couple... information, whatever that means, has come out. Uh, over the last couple of days, it's, yes. been, it's been talked about on more and more sites, so I think it's a more legitimate thing that we can now talk about. So, mm. Michael, what is it? So, uh, the possibility of Grand Admiral Thrawn appearing in live action. And what was the... Was it Mandalorian? Was that the... It's the possibility of his own series, his actually. His own series, wow. How cool would that be? Yeah. Now, I know that Grand Admiral Thrawn is um, quite possibly your favourite character in Star Wars. I mean, so you must, definitively is. You must be pretty excited about this. Yes, I think I'm just trying to work out when... When would this happen? I, I honestly, I, well, that's another thing. They haven't released a, a, a setting to it. Yeah. I would love to see him rising through the ranks as a chiss in the gra- in, 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 in the Empire. Because that's, that's the plot of the book. It is the plot of so the book. So I've, so, uh, I know there might be some more hardcore Thrawn fans out there, but I, I'm like a medium one. So I've read, I've read the first book and some of the second one. There's three canon ones. Yeah. Um, and so, in the first book, which we can talk about because I've read all of that. Yeah. Uh, that's he. Not just movies here, folks. No, the start of that one is him being found by the Empire. Well, quotation marks, found by the Empire. Yeah. And him rising through the ranks and then ultimately ends with him leading into Rebels, which then he appears as a major villain in Rebels. Yeah. But, spoilers for Rebels, um, he ends that with being, like, taken away into hyperspace He's by, gone, like, with giant Ez- things. With, with Ezra. Yeah. Yeah. So... When would it be set? Because I guess it could be pre-Empire, which, like, him in his history with the Chiss. Yeah. Which I'm not sure if that's been, like, delved into in the later books, like, in backstory or whatever. Like, a little bit with him meeting Anakin, uh, because he met Anakin during the Clone Wars in an Outer Rim planet. He did, yep. Um, And so it could be a little bit of that, but then, is it before that? It could be during the Empire, but then a lot of that would be retelling the book of Thrawn. Yeah. Or it could be post- Rebels, which I think personally would be the most interesting, because I don't believe we have a canon answer as to what happened to Thrawn after that last scene of Rebels. We certainly don't. Um, I think that if you're going to do a, a Thrawn series, I would definitely want it to be after Rebels, because not so. only has there been a, a like you know talks of a Rebel sequel series, mm. but if you wanted to do something that is alternate to that, you could have something that is directly um, about. Yeah, Ezra and Thrawn. What happened to them afterwards? Because you're right. Sure. If also they were could to have do Sabine in it, because Sabine went out to go look for Ezra. That is true. If you were to talk about the, if you were to have this series be about Thrawn from an early age, it'd be cool to see. But like you said, it's already been told. It's already been told in books. Yes. And I think that the best part about the Disney Plus series is what we're getting is that these are these are gaps in Star Wars that we have no knowledge about. Precisely, so, which is why Mandalorian was so great. Cause exactly. There's a real barren land between season, uh, sorry, uh, between. Episode six, six and episode seven. seven. There's a like, lot. That's there's... the biggest gap with nothing in it out of all Star Wars, pretty much. There's thirty years of storytelling that you could that you could take advantage of. There's there. about four or five stories in there. There's there's Mandalorian. There's a book. There's a couple. Of, there's like a trilogy of books. But even then, it's like once the Empire falls, after that, there's like nothing. Yeah. Now, uh, yeah. So I think that if you're going to do a Thrawn series, I'd love it to be after Rebels because I'd love to see what happens mm. there. There's there has been talks of them trying to to cast a live action Ezra Bridger as well. Yes, I'm not. That's not as conf- that's not as uh, s- like you know solid that, as the throne rumor is. It would make sense, like yeah, yeah. it makes sense because you know. Uh, I think that, that's really interesting though, because I love a lot of rebels. I love a lot of the ideas, a lot of a lot of the characters, a lot of a lot of the plot. But just a lot of the way that fil- the, the the TV show is made, it seems it's a little bit too goofy or too like the animations are not great and just a lot of those things kind of bring it down but Thrawn was by far and away the best part of that and even Ezra was pretty cool so if they can translate what was great about Rebels into its own TV show where it's like a bit more serious a bit more high budget like cooler like special effects and takes itself more seriously I think that'd be really good at several points in Rebels there I I see this a, a lot of untapped potential yeah. in the storytelling of Rebels because For you're sure. because you're right from the from a technical standpoint Re- Rebels has never been my favorite uh, right. thing that's come out of Star Wars but there's a lot of great stuff I like I mean Dave Filoni is amazing but he is um, that's the thing Rebels has probably got some of my favorite Star Wars moments 
but overall, it's just like, it's fine. It's like, it's a fine Star Wars thing. The fact that not only has Michael talked about Thrawn being his favourite character, but yeah. we both said that our favourite lightsaber duels come exactly. from Rebels. It's got amazing peaks and just averaging... Middle. It's clear that a lot of great stuff comes from Rebels, which is why we want to see more of that yeah. and put it in the hands of, you know, the, 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 the tools that you'd have exactly. in a Disney Plus series. What you're saying, put it in the hands of who, who do you reckon would you want to do this? To play Thrawn or to, like, you know, handle the series itself? I, I think handle, like... Personally, we've been seeing a little bit with Dave Filoni like handling Mandalorian getting into live action. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if this was a Dave Filoni thing? Like that would be really cool. Well, here's the thing, is that don't think so? it's 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 become so clear that Dave Filoni is so good at everything. <laughs> That's true. That it's an easy answer to say, yeah. Oh, just have Davey Filoni Dave Filoni. Do it. <laughs> yeah, he comes right. on as a two D animator it was originally a two D animator on yeah. Avatar, um, then came on as a three D animator for Clone Wars. Exactly. And they're like, Can you do live action? Sure, I'll do that as well. Uh yeah. Well Dave Filoni has you know, it, it shows that he can uh, put his cowboy hat on for really anything. But, exactly. Um, it's, but The Mandalorian has showed us that there are a lot of people that are passionate about Star Wars mm. and all the directors that were involved that could handle... Because, you know, John, yeah, Fa John, Favre John Favreau, Dave Filoni, they all, they all had their own episodes, but they were also the big executive were, producers. They, yeah, like, right? it was led by John, uh, John Favreau, but yep. Dave Filoni was pretty much the backbone behind it exactly. as well. So I would love to see, see some of these people like... Uh, you know, Deborah Chow, mm. Taika Waititi, all these cool directors. Yes. Well, if they, I think he's doing the Star Wars film. He Michael is. Waititi, that's so. true. So, Dave, uh, so uh, Taika Waititi sort of preoccupied in that yeah. avenue himself. I mean, excitingly preoccupied. Yes. Exactly. But if you were to take some of these directors and not only make them directors, but also put them in the big chair like you did for Favreau and Filoni, yeah. I think that'd be great because there's a lot of potential for new storytelling for those people and I think they could handle a character like Thrawn It'd be exciting. really, really well. Because right. Like, yeah, because... Yes something that's become very prevalent in the Mandalorian documentary series that you get to see a lot more of these people yes. which we'll be talking about in a couple of weeks when, the, when, when, when that documentary series actually it's ends fully aired yes uh, not only are they great filmmakers but they are big Star Wars they fans they are passionate exactly. they are passionate Star Wars fans which is the people that you want at the helm precisely right? yeah so I think that any of those people would be great but to bring in new people would be awesome too so right. uh, I think there's a lot of room for growth with a potential Thrawn series right. especially with whoever would end up playing exactly Thrawn. playing Thrawn. So, did, was there any like hints towards who could possibly be playing him? No, they said they're looking for actors, the live right. action actors. But uh, the fact that you mentioned uh, Jason Isaacs yes. as a Inquisitor, right? If you yes. you mentioned him as a as a potential uh, live action Inquisitor, but he'd be great as Thrawn. I could see him as Thrawn. I think. Yeah. I think certainly. He's got the presence which Thrawn requires, yeah, this, which I mean, similar to the Inquisitor. He he can he can portray this this thing where you're very very intimidating without even having to say a lot of stuff. Precisely. Um, yeah. Someone else that I'd really love to see, but it's a bugger because he's already in Star Wars. Oh yeah. Is uh, Mads Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen, yes. who was uh, you know, Mads Mikkelsen who played Galen Erso in Rogue that One. Would, that would be yeah, it'd be interesting because like, I guess in build and like kind of like and stuff he's quite different but I th certainly yeah. think he could capture the, the essence of Thrawn like the definitely the the, yeah the power of because uh, whenever I think back to Imagine Mikkelsen as a villain I always go back to uh, Casino Royale the James Bond film where, right. he, where he plays the main villain and uh, much like Thrawn if you want to you know find a link between those two characters uh, both are very very magnetic and powerful but they don't say a lot Right. so I think that he's already had that sort of experience and not yeah. only is he a you know he's a really fine actor so I think he could do that well but He's already Genoso's dad, so I, yeah. Um, I think the thing that I would be most important, the thing that is most important, is Thrawn lives and dies based on the writing. Like he he's all about how cleverly his schemes, his ideas, the schemes a bit rutical, his his like uh, his plans activate. It's all about how cleverly it all comes together. Like that's what makes Thrawn magical is his overarch, his vision of his plans, and it's he thinks in such an extra level that no other tacticians can even like uh like keep an eye on like uh like even comprehend that's what makes him so special and so that's why i personally really love the books because the right oh who's the who wrote the thrawn books was it hidalgo pablo hidalgo no 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 it was the one who wrote him in the 80s as well okay keep talking i'm gonna um, i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna it up. yeah i can't remember um but he was really good. I'm not sure. I don't think they got him to do Rebels, but they did pretty well in Rebels. So if they got him as a writer, which and I think he's a novelist, but it, like to do Thrawn, like oh, of course, things. Timothy Zahn. Timothy Zahn. Yes, yes, exactly. Great, great author. So, I, I, I've read a couple of his Star Wars books. I think yeah, it's 
it's all about how Thorne's written. Like, I'm sure, like, a lot of actors would be able to do great jobs, but as long as Thorne's written, like, well, I think I would really love the series. Yeah, because a lot of the time with Star Wars characters like Thrawn, it's all about the execution. Exactly. Because Thrawn is a great character if he's written that way. If you... Mm. It, so, so, if you need to uh, make Thrawn as awesome as he is in Rebels, you need to attach someone who can... Uh, not only portray that in the acting, yeah. but also can direct him in that way. Yeah, so exactly. I think that's very important. Uh, but all up, I think that, that would, uh, if this is a thing that's happening, I would be really excited to see it. Again, yeah. I'd love to have it set after Rebels so you can get to see more of him because like you said, yeah. Michael... Um, yeah, we want know, to see where this character goes. We've, we, we know what happens to him. We just haven't seen it you know, live act. We've seen it in books. Right. Yes. I think the best part about The Mandalorian was that it was stuff that we hadn't seen before. Yeah, so, so I think much new things. If this does turn out to be a Disney Plus series of its own... You like, would want to do something original, and yeah. the best part for the best place for originality with Thrawn is to see what happened to him after that ship goes into hyperspace. As much as I love nostalgia for like the Star Wars things or like revisiting things, yeah. which it is a lot of fun. I think we're at the point now where we want new Star Wars things. We want Star Wars to visit areas and time periods and characters that we've never seen before to experience things that are new. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that would be a good way to do that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. That, that's that. I think that covers that topic well. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Let's get into the next one. All right. Uh, now this one is a little bit more or less, you know, bit not not on the fun side, which you know we is, need a bit of the. This time. is more on the fun side because, like I said, there hasn't been a lot of hardcore Star Wars news this week. Yeah. Um, there have been plans. <laughs> yes. For the people of Scotland, yep. they are now petitioning for a statue of Obi Wan Kenobi. Scotland. <laughs> uh, Scotland, which is Ewan McGregor's uh, home. Uh, you know uh, where he's from. To erect a statue of uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi on yep. Scotland's highest ground. Yes! Um, you cannot defeat me, I have the high ground. My, my question is, why hasn't this been a, a question since 2005? Uh, when it first... It, when it, it, when it needed went, the momentum that prequel memes gave it to show, like, really, this is the best thing to do. This is how you honour a man of, of fiction, Obi-Wan Kenobi, one of the greatest Jedi of all time put him on the highest ground in Scotland. I yeah. mean, it doesn't now, get better than that. Excuse my ignorance, but are there any more Star Wars statues at any areas in the world? Because there's a Yoda one outside of Lucasfilm. Yes, that's true. Uh, there's um, probably something at Skywalker yeah. Ranch. Because, yeah, I mean, Skywalker Ranch... Skywalker Ranch... <laughs> Wanch. Skywalker Wanch. Ranch has got everything that you'd want. Yeah. Um, God, I'd love to visit Skywalker Ranch, but... Uh, and the world's back to normal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I'd like to think that there are just statues in countries just because people love Star Wars that much and mm. if there's not we've really got a uh, a gap an opportunity a, a gap in the world's architecture and infrastructure yeah. to uh, you know put Star Wars's uh, name well, on think, the map because as much as Alec Guinness is great like a lot of people have grown up and, and adore Obi-Wan Kenobi as uh, Ewan McGregor and, and he does a great job transitioning into Alec Guinness and I think as much as it is a kind of a joke like oh yeah he's got the high ground yeah. If you are to if you are to immortalize Im immortalize, immortalize. Yeah, right. any character, like from the prequels as well, like because you've got a lot of original trilogy stuff. Because I think the, yeah. we're at that stage now where the prequels are starting to be accepted because like people grew up with them. They are a part of pop uh, movie history. Whatever. I'm not sure why it's happening so much now. It seems to be happening so much now and yeah. and, and in recent like months or in like in yeah. the last maybe like two years where people have really started to come around on the prequels. They're, they're, aging, the, uh, they're aging really well. People who grew up with the prequels are now like 20 or 19 or, yeah. or whatever. So. And it's because of the fact that a lot of people like the prequels more than the sequel trilogy. So, yes. So now that the sequel... I, I understand. I think the same thing will probably happen in 20 years' time when we get the next Skywalker saga or whatever. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. If we ever get a 10, 11, 12... They I will. Mean... They 100% will. They want to make another billion, <laughs> two billion dollars, whatever it is. Yeah, I see what you mean. But yeah, um, about this whole thing that like you were talking about, if there's going to be one character mm -hmm. where you're like, yeah, let's make a statue of him. Yeah, It'd probably be Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan. I think, yeah, especially from the prequels, 100% Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan. Yeah. Obi -Wan. yeah. Uh, I think outside of the prequels, just like in original trilogy, you could probably pick some other ones. But even then, I think he'd still be a top candidate. Because if there's one person from the prequels that you could show to just anyone, yeah. and just be like, you know, someone who's not a fan of Star Wars, yeah. and they go, who's this? Yeah, they'd, they'd exactly. Know, they'd know that it's, it's Obi-Wan Obi Kenobi. Yeah, and um, Ewan McGregor himself has become so revered for his performances Obi-Wan, because exactly. he's so good. He's very good. That... There's a little rat that, tail in that, the first one. That there's reason for him to have a statue, even if it's not a highest ground meme sort of thing yeah, that exactly. started it. Yeah. <laughs> we turned that meme news into a legitimate uh, analysis of who should get a statue. Yeah, uh, so that that is the level that we're at right now, folks. We turned a thing that was probably just going to be passed off as a joke into right. 
what Star Wars character deserves to have a statue the most? <laughs> so good though. All right, let's, let, you know what? Let's go through Memes it. Memes so, dictate the world. So, so prequel okay, character, yeah. prequel statue, uh, prequel character who deserves their own statue. Obi Wan. Yeah, you and McGregor's Obi Wan. I'd say. Is there anyone else? Like, I mean, like I would say the best, most iconic prequel character outside of him is probably Palpatine. But you really don't want to make a statue of Palpatine. We're basically the Empire if we do that. Yeah. Because um, you know what else I realized is yeah. just because, literally just because, I was watching the end scene of Return of the Jedi on YouTube, mm-hmm. and it's the part where they're doing a pan over of Coruscant when everyone's celebrating, and yep. you can see the Jedi Temple lighting back yeah, up they again. Over the there's a yeah. I had never actually noticed it before that there's a statue of Palpatine yep. that gets knocked over. Like you know, oh yeah. screw him, he's dead now. So, um, exactly. in that way, we're basically just putting that statue back up again. So yep. probably not, not the, the emperor. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could do Maul because he's pretty cool looking. But yeah, that's the thing. It's it's all just either like who's kind of cool looking or who's a main character. Whereas Obi Wan just invents everything that's great about the prequels. Which yeah, is like the backstory for the original trilogy, fun characters, lightsabers, a bunch of Jedi, like yeah. real camp, but also fun. Yeah, and then you know, I think he is definitely the best. A best representation of the prequel. Yeah. For an original trilogy, I would either go, like... Vader. I would say Vader. Well, there's Luke or there's Va- Vader. Would be. Awesome. I mean, Yoda's great, but, like, yeah. Vader is the most iconic thing in the original trilogy. Yeah. Like, you, th- th- I, I think you, I think even more so than yeah. Obi-Wan, yeah, you could take just, it to a far-off country, exactly. and you could be like, who's this? They'd yeah. know it was Darth Vader. Yeah, you, so, you could have his silhouette of, like... You could have a silhouette of just his helmet. Like, it's so iconic. He yeah. is, like, by far and away the most iconic. You could also postulate that there is reason to have C-3PO as a statue, That's but, I, true. but but I say that thousands of C-3- already a statue. that thousands of C-3PO statues already exist and they're in the hands of acclaimed actors because he's basically an Oscar. That's true. Unless <laughs> um, <laughs> they, they you do one, if they ever give Star Wars an Oscar, they should just instant replace the Oscar with a little C-3PO. That'd be I don't know if they would like or dislike that. Well, because uh, because I think it was, I think it was the first Oscars after Force Awakens came out yeah. when they had C three PO, R two D two, and BB eight come yeah. out on stage, and C three PO was looking at the big Oscar statue, and he was like, "Oh, he is quite handsome, I suppose." Yeah, <laughs> uh, whatever. And I don't Very know fun. who fun would be tangents. who would it be for sequel trilogy? Kylo uh, Ren. Kylo or, uh, maybe Ray. I mean, Ray's kind of like the protagonist of the whole thing. Yeah. Well, ba- uh, you know, they'd have you believe that Ray is like the cornerstone of the entirety of Star Wars Although now. I, so yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Ray, they'd have Ray Skywalker as well. And it would be oh, like, God. that's not your name. Um, <laughs> no, I, yeah, pro- I, I would want it to be Kylo Ren, but I think if it was logical, it'd probably be Ray. Yeah. Uh, so that was that little fun tangent. I hope yes. you guys enjoyed that. Uh, now, our last little bit of Star Wars news that before we get into a main topic here, or just not really a topic, just an activity that we're going to ha- use to pass over this episode, is some scrapped concept art from Colin Trevorrow's Jewel of the Fates Episode 9. For those of you who don't know, yeah. before J.J. Abrams came back to the project on Episode 9, Colin Trevorrow of Jurassic World fame uh, yeah. was going to direct Episode 9. And it was going to be called Jewel of the Fates, and there was a lot of scrapped concept art that you can find on Google Images, and a lot Very of it, bizarre. a lot of it's pretty cool. The images it's, are cool. It's interesting. Yeah, if it's, you go if you go look at the rundown for the Jewel of the Fates uh, synopsis, unique is to say <laughs> unique is a good word to use, Michael. Thank you he for that. He is an interesting filmmaker. Yeah. <laughs> I've... Uh, yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. there's a um, there's a image that has been, that has come out uh, this week where. The, basically, the final battle of this episode of Star Wars was supposed to take place on Coruscant, originally. And this piece of concept art has John Boyega's Finn holding a big resistance flag and he's leading the charge against the uh, the First Order. Mm. Now, not only is it a great concept art uh, yeah. uh, piece of... It's a beautiful piece, piece of art and I, I, I love to look at it. It's, it would make a great screensaver. Yeah. Um, mm. It's very easy to find if you guys just want to go to, like, you know, find this report or go into Google Images. Yeah, it's recent. History. Yeah, it's pretty recent. Have you Less- seen it? Uh, I don't believe so. Okay, well, it's very easy to find. We can yeah. look at that afterwards. But, um, look, the main reason this has come out is because of the fact that John Boyega has become exactly. uh, a real leading voice in these global protests that have been happening this week. Mm. Um, now, clearly, we're not here to get uh, overly uh, political. We want right. to uh, you know, use this as sort of a... Um, yeah. you know, just, a, just as a way to... Bring people together. And exactly, bring people together and uh, have a little bit of an escape. I think we do need to acknowledge, though, that, like, yeah, it's... Of as much as we don't want to get political, it, there's a difference from being political and just discriminating against someone based on the colour of their skin. And exactly, so yeah. I think it's it's very uh, noble. Or just It's it's very... It's great that what John Boyega's doing I, I, is I, out I, there protesting I, and, and being passionate about something that really we should all care about a lot. Yeah, I, I've seen the video of him in the London protests and he's got the megaphone and he's talking to you know, thousands of people yeah. and I think he should be very proud of himself. There's been a lot of stuff about the fact that Lucasfilm is right behind him and he's helping uh, and they are Which helping him yeah. to uh, 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 
you know, push forward in, in this ideal that he's trying to, uh, you know, make sure becomes yeah. a thing that is just common knowledge, which it absolutely should be. Mm. Um, which I think, I think is great. It shows a lot of solidarity between Lucasfilm and John Boyega, which is great. For sure. Um, and the concept art just, uh, that, you know, this basically scrap pon- uh, concept art that they've clearly brought out at this time to, uh, put a little bit of wind in his saddle for this yeah. whole thing that he's doing, exactly. uh, I it's think is also really, really powerful. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's great for people to like acknowledge that this is one, a, a good fight and one fight worth fighting. Yeah. Uh, and two, that like you, you stick behind people that you're like, yeah, we, we, uh, we're with you. Like, uh, what's the correct word? Uh support basically yeah. yeah um another thing that has come out so, so that's, a, that's yes, another thing and uh, as is it all right we say as telling the other podcast we say black lives matter uh, absolutely black we lives do matter. black lives matter yeah, they do um and another thought another sort of things that uh that, that, that has happened in regards to that that has sort of come out because of the worldwide podcast uh, worldwide podcast worldwide protests yeah. uh about you know black lives matter mm. and uh is a story from Lord Miller, the yes. original directors of Solo. This came out. Uh, I think it was only. Of, I think it was only, only yesterday. Unexpected, like yeah, it's, it's new information to a thing we thought we knew a lot about. Yeah. Now, basically, we were talking about it last week. Actually, how Lord and Miller were fired from the original, uh, you know, idea uh, that they had for Solo. Left for creative differences. I think is the correct, uh, the exact translation. Yeah. Or basically, they, they were fired. They, they were deviated. They started to deviate from yeah. Lawrence Kasdan's script and use a lot of improvisation. Yeah, what we assumed was the main thing. And apparently, that's not, uh, not what we story. thought it was. But this piece of news does add a little bit more dimension to that. Basically, what happened is someone tweeted on Twitter. They were like, uh, you know, it's surprising how in Star Wars, because you know, in light of the protests that have been happening, they yeah. said it's surprising how in Star Wars they've they've never really touched on that. You know, the the different. You know, um, yeah, like racial. Know, differences yeah, yeah exactly and between. whether or not there is a sense of uh, racial prejudice or something like exactly, that yeah. um and they said you know basically the tweet was it's surprising that no one's tried to do that and uh, i'm not sure if it was phil or chris they control, said yeah. um some people tried <laughs> yeah it was basically it was it was a sort of passive aggressive tweet you can sort of you know how you can sort of like passive it was yes yeah, you know how you can sort of like sense it like yes. sense it through the screen it's, it's very clear uh there was an attempt yeah exactly so <laughs> There was, uh, there was there was clear by the sounds of it there was clearly an attempt to tackle something like this sure, uh, yeah. and well it never panned out so right, yeah. you know look I, I don't know if that's if that's uh, them trying to say we tried to tackle that and Lucasfilm stopped us yeah. I'm not sure if that's what they're trying to say but you know I can't help but it feel like it like sort it. of sounds like that it, I, I just feel like it does kind of highlight a problem with his like people wanting to be like. Uh, going for a movement and really be like, I want to fight for things that are important. Yeah. But as soon as it's like too controversial or too conflictive with like what's the mainstream, or whatever they're like, yeah. back off. And I feel and like it, it's hard not to interpret it that way. That yeah. This film's like, you know, this I is can, a little too provocative. We don't want you to include this. I don't know. I can understand why they think that. But again, yeah. you know, it's not a thing that you can fire someone over. Yeah, in my, if they want to do something like I that. I don't know if that was the reason. They might have just that was one of the things that they're like, well, they're deviating too much from the original. Script. Right. Yes. Beg your pardon. But yes, you're right. I, I don't know. I just personally believe that if you've got a director to do a film and that's like their vision, you should follow their vision. Like maybe yes, rein them in a little slight things. But that's why I was so excited for Solid because I wanted to see Phil Lord and Chris Mills' vision for that. Yeah. Which is. It was just complete stark opposite to the original, which was just such a an executive-made film. And and exactly, that film... Like, no, Star Wars isn't generally too prog- provocative. Like, it has a lot of social issues and a lot of themes, especially a lot of anti-war themes and ideas like that, if you, especially if you look back to the original trilogy. Yep. But Solo was such a tame film in almost every regard, except maybe, like, the robot. But that was kind of, like, more for comedy, just kind of, like... Yeah, kind of, well, I like, honestly... like The you know, robot the, droid. What is wrong with me? Um, <laughs> no, with uh, L3. Yeah. L3, yeah. Lando's, Lando's droid. Yeah. Um, they tried to sort of basically turn her into a social justice, you know... Yeah, uh, but it was, like, droid. a weird fake one. Yeah, and I and look, look, I don't think that's how you should tackle a theme like that, um, but, you know, they, right. they, they tried their best, and... Yeah, you know, like, I, an- I analogies think, only work so far. I, un- I understand that their intentions were good, but the execution was... Precisely. Was, was, execution was, was, matters. Wasn't great, yeah. And, and I feel um, like Phil Lord and Chris Miller could have really executed that not only tastefully, but, like, powerfully. Yeah. And I, it's, it's sad we didn't get to see that opportunity. But because, literally, every time L3 speaks mm. it's about that yeah it feels kind of forced would you agree i wouldn't say forced i would i would go with um hollow yeah i would say it's like oh a good word it's included for 
for the, for the point of it being there, not for a purpose. It's like, oh, L3, she's the droid that fights for droid rights. She's, uh, instead of, or like, oh, we've got a droid here, fighting for droid rights as an analogy for showing that fighting for rights is important. Like, it wasn't framed in that way. It was kind of, everyone was kind of dismissive. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's so. not really what you want. Yeah. Except outside of it, like, if it's a character trait, which it was in that film, like, it works. But that's not what we're implying here. We're talking about, like, art, and I would say Star Wars is art, mm -hmm. has a purpose, has a meaning, and to, like, to show something. And mm -hmm. I feel like that didn't really show anything, especially with Solo, didn't really show anything. Yeah, because if you're going to have L3 being this person who's, like, fighting for droid rights, and that's, yeah. like, a metaphor for a lot of things that you see in our real world... Yeah. That's fine. If you want to do that, that's yeah, totally fine. And I, I would and I would love to see that more in Star Wars. Exactly. But you need to make sure it's executed properly. And exactly. the word you use, hollow, is is really good. I think like it was it was just there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Especially if you compare yeah. it to the original trilogy, which is a lot more subtle, but a original trilogy has a lot of important things. Like, I mean, for one, the Empire is pretty much just a straight analogous representation of, like, Nazi Germany. The Nazi party, like, yeah. There's and, like, encountering, like, literally yeah, a don't scene let fascism take over. That's real bad. There's literally a scene in Force Awakens where all the stormtroopers do, like, the Nazi yeah. salute. Yeah, like, so, <laughs> I mean, yeah, Force Awakens tries removes this subtlety at all, but, you know, it's fine. Yeah. So, like, Star Wars isn't adverse to tackling social issues, but, uh, yeah, I just feel like they, it was a missed opportunity uh, with Solo, so that's yeah. my that's my, uh, my so take. That's our little discussion on how the social justice stuff that we're seeing in our real yeah. world uh, applies to Star Wars and whether or not it has think, been tried yeah. to do so in the past, which it sounds like it has. Yeah. Um, I hope uh, hope more uh, artists are able to express their views and 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 try and use their art to make change, positive change in the world. I think that's that'd be a good thing. Yeah, well, I think that's what, sort of what we were talking about with all those Mandalorian directors. Yeah. Because the reason that worked so well is because they all had their individual it creative voice. It's a very diverse cast, a very diverse cast of directors. De Deborah Chow was the first woman to yeah. direct anything Star Wars related. I know, and then they had um, Bryce Dallas Howard Bryce as well. Bryce Dallas Howard as well. She went, um, both did an incredible yeah, and job. And then uh, the other one... Um, Bryce Dallas Howard directed my favourite episode of The Mandalorian, which is that um, one, yeah, where good episode. Which is one where they protect the village. Real good episode. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get to Mandalorian some days. We're talking about our favorite episodes, but yeah, no, there was some really, good, and I think that was great because the Mandalorian was. I mean, we love the Mandalorian here, but each episode, uh, especially the ones that were more self-contained, felt really unique and like that they had their own vision and their own story within it, and they were telling something powerful because they every the, single yeah. director was allowed to do what they exactly. wanted. Exactly, directors yeah. having vision and passion for a project, Star Wars. Such a positive thing, such a great thing to do, and that's why Mandalorian was one of the reasons Mandalorian was so great. I think that uh, a, a like you know a good juxtaposing thing that you can do in terms of directors' creative voices is uh, Mandalorian and the sequel trilogy, yep. because the sequel trilogy is basically a, an example of the ways in which you can have different people using their yes. own creative voices to do something, but you need to make sure that while yeah. they are their own unique thing, that they all connect cohesively. They didn't have a John Favreau overlooking it and make sure it worked from one to the other. Exactly. Mandalorian, you had all these unique creative voices, Precisely. but you had people like John Favreau, you had people like Dave Filoni to make sure that they all, yeah. in at least one way, converged. Yeah, so I wouldn't... I mean, I, I'm a, I don't think Lucasfilm would allow this just because they want like real control over their big films. Yeah. But I think having a Dave Filoni and a uh, John Favreau, maybe even, even as a team... Doing like a Kevin Feige type thing of the Marvel Universe, just making overlooking the whole thing, producing every film, make sure they all work together. Yeah. Like that's what surely I think would start one of would be a very important fix for Star Wars right now, especially with the films. Because yeah, from Force, especially the sequel films, from Force Awakens to Last Jedi to Rise of Skywalker, you really lacked a coherent story all between them. I think that the sequel trilogy and the creative differences sort of like uh, stuff up that they made in my opinion mm. served as sort of like a lesson yeah. for uh, for what they did in the future and I think that informed their decisions in The Mandalorian yeah, I think so. is they learned from their mistakes and they thought okay this is how we can create a, a thing that has all these different people putting their own spin on it but also make it so that you know it, it, it works as one piece. Yeah, you know definitely. what I mean? Yeah. I agree yeah I think and that just leads to a hopeful future. Like, hopefully that they've learnt and that they've they've had their, like, sequel films to, like, to test their feet, get, like, old Star Wars fans in and now bring in creating new fans. And I think with Mandalorian, they've shown that they can make good Star Wars content. And I'm looking forward to the future. As Yoda says, the greatest teacher failure is. Exactly. 
Alright, so that was our Star Wars news segment. Now we're going to get on to something that is uh, just a little bit more fun than yeah, something we normally fun. talk about because, there, like I said, there hasn't been a lot of hard Star Wars news that we can talk about this week. So we're going to do something a little bit more fun. We're going to challenge ourselves. Yeah, a bit more interesting than to our usual segments. This uh, is we are going to have a game of Star Wars trivia. Yeah. Now, uh, Michael has written questions for me. I have written questions for Michael. Uh, yes, I've tried to do it, so it starts off on the easier scale, so maybe some of you guys at home who are not too interested in Star Wars, but like seeing the films could be able to help. Yeah. All the way to my final questions, where even the biggest Star Wars fans would be like, what? What's that? Yeah, I feel like I've got my work cut out for me. I'm not sure if you have. I hope you have. Uh, yeah, so um, we'll, we'll, we'll find out. And I don't think it'll be a very uh, official answer as to who knows more, because yeah. it's because it's written by two, two yeah. different people. <laughs> it's but, just made for us to have a bit of fun. Exactly. But uh, needless to say, Michael, you're going down. Ah, should be fun. And then, <laughs> okay. Uh, well, uh, you can you can start if you want. Um, I've got multiple choice for you if you want. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't be... quite prepare that much ahead. We, we've got. Uh, it's going to be ten questions, and we're going to see who comes out on top. So, Michael, feel free to take it away. Okay. So my first question. Shoot. What was the first in-film appearance of the A-wing starfighter? Ooh. Uh, the A-wing. Uh, that would be Return of the Jedi. Correct. Yeah. Very well done. In the Battle of Endor. Yes. That's the first film appearance. Awesome. Uh, question one for you, Michael. Oh, yeah, me. What docking bay situated the Millennium Falcon on Tatooine? You do have multiple choice here. If you <laughs> okay. Uh, this is gonna just this is gonna uncredit me as the Star Wars fan real quick. Okay, you guys have got yourself a ship. We'll leave as soon as you're ready. Docking bay. Uh. Can I get multiple choice? You can. Of course you can. Okay. Numbers. Is it A, Docking Bay 327, B, Docking Bay 94, or C, Docking Bay 2187? Not 2187. Nope. Because that's Finn and the, the ship, the uh, prison. prison. cell. Yep, that's so, right. So, uh, what, what was the first two? 327 and 94. I'm going to say 94. Correct. Yes. Oh, I'm still legit. Docking I'm still a Star Wars fan. Oh, I haven't been discredited yet. All right, we're going well. <laughs> as soon as we get a question wrong, we basically have we, a... we have to quit the podcast. As, yeah, as soon as one of us gets a question wrong, I hope you guys enjoy. Like, a, we'll just it'll be two and new like, hosts. We'll get it wrong. It'll be like so. Anyway, thanks for listening to the Telling the Other Podcast. Two new hosts because we've been discredited completely. Yes. Now, all okay. right. Question two for me. Question Shoot. two for Jack. Here we go. What species is Sir Bulba the pod racer? He's a dog. That's absolutely right. Well done. Hell yeah. You'd make a good, uh, you with that voice, you'd make a good, um, uh, what do you call it, game, game show host? Got all the training from Pajama Sam, what to do when it's dark outside. <laughs> it's an obscure reference. All right. I don't even get that. I just laugh because. Um, all right. Now, question two. Yep. How many people ignite a lightsaber in the original trilogy? Okay. Luke. Yes. Obi-Wan. Yep. Vader. Han. Palpatine doesn't. So, uh, it's just those four. Is that your final answer? Yes. You'd be correct. Yes! Okay. Ready for your third answer. Please. I am ready as I will ever be. Who voiced Dengar in Star Wars The Clone Wars? Simon Pegg. That's absolutely correct. I love Dengar in The Clone Wars. He only good. shows up like once, but he's so cool. Uh, yes, he's, he's in a couple... He's, he's, he cameos in a couple of episodes, but he's mostly appearances in the train one. I think, he, yes, it's it's the one with the Sarge Ventress where she yep. becomes a... Uh, yep. Was she... Here's a question. You, yes. know, that, you know that episode uh, after Maul and Savage mm. are creating yep. their crime syndicate yeah, yeah. and bounty hunters are sent in after them? You get Sugi from the Seven Samurai episode. Yeah. Is Dengar the other one? Uh, no, it's Embo. That's it. You're right. It is too. Mm. Uh, okay. Uh, yes. Next question for you, Michael. Are you prepared? Are you Go ready? For are you ready, ready for this I'm question? I'm ready. Oh, I hope you are. Re I'm not. I'm changed my mind. I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm still ready. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Name four of the Jedi deaths seen during Order sixty six in Revenge of the Sith. Okay, this is an easy question. You got your Kiari Mundi you dying on uh, on uh, Magito. You got. Wow, I didn't even know that. Well done. The planet. Yeah, uh, Magito. Yeah. You got Ayla Secura dying oh. on Felucia. Yep. You've got Plo Koon dying on uh, Kato Nimoidia. Correct. You've got... Ooh. Uh, fourth one's hard, see? The fourth one is a little bit tricky. Uh, oh my goodness. 
How can I not think of the fourth? No, I hang on. I, I don't need multiple choice. Well, good, because there I, I is, do, there is a multiple, multiple choice. choice. Of one. course it doesn't. Why would it? Uh, <laughs> in order 66. Oh, oh, uh, yeah, it's the speeders. It's the speeders. Yes. There's, oh, who dies? Who dies? I'll give you a clue, all right? Okay. She's the same species as Adigalia. Ah, uh, it's um, not, all right. I don't know her name. Oh, that's that's problematic. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure... Well, yeah, okay. I don't know her name. To I be can... completely honest, I always thought it was Adigalia, yeah. but then she's sort of just like, it must yes. not have been a, it's Adigalia. It's just a different... No, Adigalia you know dies in Clone Wars. <laughs> I'll, I'll, give you, I'll, I'll give you that one. I'll that's that a one. fake point. You got the species. <laughs> We're only giving me the bait, like the bare minimum point just so we don't have to get fired. I'll give you like half a point. Yeah. Okay. Half a well, point. Well, you're winning, Jack. So, what, um, what are you on now? You're on... um. You're on two, two and a two half. And a half. Oof. Okay. Yeah, that was problematic. All right. All right. Next question for me. Hopefully, I can I can get you out with these couple. All right. Here we go. What was the name of Kit Fisto's apprentice in the Clone Wars? Nadar Veb. Nadar Veb, the best Jedi. Oh come on. Okay. <laughs> we. All right. There's a bit of a running joke between Jack and I, where we're not the biggest fans of Nadar Veb. He's a bit of a bit of a. It's interesting fella. He's a terrible person. <laughs> great. Uh, but I'm not, not going to filter it, Michael. I hate the Darth It's great. But I love the Mon Cala people. Yeah. I hate the Darth We are, we're justified. We're, we're actually completely fine with him. Do you know why? Why? Because we felt our catharsis with the Lego Star Wars, the Clone Wars game. All right. Not only does he die in the Clone Wars TV show, but just, in... Just explain it, Michael. <laughs> just explain okay. this. Okay. So in the game, like you've got the Lego versions of the characters that are all running around. You play as them. And so they need to show the death, right? But it's a kid's game. They're not going to show him being stabbed or however Maul took him out. So he, he, Yeah, he stabs him in, like, the yeah. stomach. So just to clarify, exactly. this is Nadar Veb's death in LEGO Star Wars 2 The Clone Wars, the LEGO game. Uh, LEGO Star Wars 3 The Clone Wars. It is too, yes. beg your pardon. Yeah, That's it's, fine. It's, it's when he fights uh, General Grievous. Yeah. So they kill him off screen, but they need to show that he died. So In they, a kid's way. So they throw skeletons of fish. It's, a, it's like a fish's <laughs> skeleton. Show a fish's skeleton. Oh, it's them. amazing. <laughs> You know how the, you know how we put out like the funny funniest bits of this yeah, podcast yeah. as like a preview on Facebook. Yeah. This is absolutely yeah. what it's going to be. It's just half his torso. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, he just comes out as like a fish bone. It's incredible. And it's... we're just uh, when I told Jack about that after replay in the game after we'd already had our conversation saying how we hate Nadav Veb. I remember it was we... the greatest moment of all time. We were sitting in class sitting and you class. put it up on YouTube and I lost <laughs> my. I just I'm lost pro- myself. I lost. Pretty so, sure we got so like blasted for that. We're nuts. I think so. Yeah. Oh, all yeah. Right. So that's why. I mean, that's one of the reasons I included Nadav Veb in this because we hate him. But yes, yes. Now, uh, tangent of a fun question. Thank you for including Nadav Veb in this. <laughs> trivia contest, Michael. Very good. Uh, All right, my continue. life is better because of oh, it. Oh, very good. Now, question four for you, Michael. Yes. Yep. When Obi-Wan first gives Luke his father's lightsaber, he mm. describes it as not being clumsy and blank as a blaster. Not as clumsy or blank nice. as a blaster. You do have multiple choice again. Something like a similar age. Uh, not, not as clumsy or blank as a blaster. Not as Oh, sorry, I'm going to need multiple choice. That's okay. Yep. All right. Uh, is it A, uncivilized? No. B, stupid? No. C, random? Or D, crude? I'm going to say random. Correct. Yes. Well done. Okay. Because he says, you know, keep my style clumsy or random as a blaster, an elegant weapon yes, for a more civilized, civilized age. age. Exactly. These quotes, they, they, keep, they make me think that I don't know what's going on. Yes, random. We're going well. All right. Okay. Next question, Michael. Question five. Here's a kind of a quote one for you. Cool. What did Luke used to bullseye back on Tatooine in his T-16? Womp rats. That's absolutely correct. Yay! Well done. Yes, womp rats. Thank you. Great. All right. Uh, question five for you, Michael. Yeah. All up, combining what Obi-Wan paid him up front as well as how much he received at the end of the mission, mm-hmm. how much did Obi-Wan and Luke pay Han for transport to the Alderaan system, regardless okay. of the fact that it blew up? He says he can pay... We can pay you 10, 2, X 000? amount now, yeah, plus 2, something now. else when we reach that, older around. 2019,000? Uh, let's just okay, make it safe and go multiple choice. Multiple choice. All right. Is it A, 10,000, yeah. B, 12,000, C, 15,000, or D, 17,000? I think it's 17,000. 
Correct. Yes! Now, we, we can pay you 2,000 now, plus 15 yes. when we reach Alderaan. Alright, right, I've still got my Star Wars, my Star Wars badge runner. All right, you do, cool. fantastic. Alright, bit of a tricky one here for you. Shoot. How many Jedi, and which Jedi, were on the Jedi Council for all three prequel films? Oh god, is there multiple choice for this one? Uh, I can give you multiple choice if you want. Okay, great, thank you. Uh, let's see now. So, so just, you can do the obvious ones. Yep, alright, so we've got uh, Plo Koon, Plo Koon yep. Mace Windu, yes. Yoda. Yes. Are we including everyone who was on at any point? No, no, have to be all three of them. Okay, so, so, they have so to, Obi-Wan so doesn't count. Obi-Wan, doesn't Obi-Wan count. does not count, sorry. I, right. Did I say yes to Obi-Wan? I meant to say, they have sure. to be, how many members were on the Jedi Council uh, for all three films? They have to be in all three right, of them on it. the Jedi Council. Okay, so you've got... Plo Koon, yes. Windu, uh, Windu, Yoda, yes. Kiadi Mundi, Kit Fisto. Um, uh, Is this your final answer? Ne- not, not anymore. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I remember him being on the council in Revenge of the Sith. I'm not sure if he was in one or two. So, I, you know what? Thank you. I'm not going to include him. Um, right. You know what? I'll just ask for multiple choice. Okay. So, for multiple choice. So, you've got. So you've already gotten, I would say, well, just let you have got, you've gotten Yoda, Mace Windu, uh, Plo Koon, and who was the last one? Kiadi Mundi. Those four are correct. There's one more, so it's five. You oh, there's well. only one more? There's only one more. Oh, really? Yeah, there's only one more. Okay, I'm going to say... Alright, you want to guess it? Yes, I do. Adi Galia. Incorrect. Damn it! Okay. Do you want the multiple I choice? I thought she or... was in episode one. Oh, damn no, it. No, Adi Galia, because... It's okay, just give it to me, I've already got it She dies in the Clone Wars. Oh, that's right, she does. The, the last member who's in all three is Sassy Tin. Oh, Right. And then he dies yep. in Revenge of the Sith. Shark T is in three and two and three, uh-huh. but not in the first one. That's Adi Galia is in one and two, not in the last one. Right. Uh, Opo Rancis is in one and two, but not in the last one. Is that the Kaminoan Jedi? Uh, no, he's the snake one. The Kaminoan Jedi oh, is Jarl right. Poof, but I don't think he's a Kaminoan. <laughs> that's a fantastic I, name. I think he's actually a different species, but it looks is like... Is he? From a distance, yeah. he looks Kaminoan. He does. He's got a long neck, so... All right. Yes. Oh, well... Uh, the Russians cut. Half point. You got the first four. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My drawing. Very cool. All right. Yes. Uh, what are the names of the horse-like creatures that Finn and Rose free in The Last Jedi when they're on Canto Bite? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know this, obviously. Yeah, it's um, okay. If you don't, you've got multiple choice. Uh, hit me with the multiple choice. Yes. Um, All right. Is it A, the, tor- is it a, the Torplexes? Okay. B, Fathias? C, Grems? Or D, Birens? These are all uh, alternate species uh, derived from the Star Wars Visual Dictionaries, by the way, which yeah. we've used as our references to create this trivia yes. match. We, we don't know 100% everything, but we've got general ideas. We just need reference. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go... Wait, 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 what was the second one? Uh, Farthias. I'm going to go with Farthias. You'd be correct. Yes! Stu Star Wars fan! <laughs> I can get it if it's from a list. All right, off you go. My, all my, right. my next question. I feel it's... All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start Here we here. go. It's getting a little bit tricky now. Who were the two people standing next to Palpatine when he declared himself Emperor in the Sith robes in Revenge of the Sith? Oh, Lord. One of them is Massimator. That is correct. Massimator is one of them. Massimator is one of them. I don't know the name of the bald person. Um, okay, I Because I, I know... I know... Is it a... I'm not sure if it's a man or a woman. I know they're bald, though. And they're dressed in... They're dressed in white. They're also there at the opera Russell. scene. Um, they're, they're there at the opera scene and they don't have hair. I'll know that. That's all I know. Uh, um, I can give you some multiple choice if that, you would like. That would be great. Thank you. All right. Is it Edsel, Bargain, Sly, Moore, Orn Freetar, or Horrocks Rider? All right. I know it's not Orn Freetar because he's the twit. Because he's the. <laughs> giant, I put him in there. He's no, the giant you, no, it's not him. <laughs> but I had to include Orn Freetar in there. Okay. Uh, Orn Freetar, located best character in Star Wars. Yes. Um, I would go uh, Sly Moore. You would be correct. Yes! The other ones were all different members of the Senate, but... Okay, no, great. Slymore is a senior administrative aide, so basically... That was a complete guess. Third in, a, <laughs> third in charge. All right. All right. Okay. Question seven for you, Michael. Yes. What was the problem with the droid that Luke and Owen purchased instead of R2 before going back and getting R2? Uh, Uncle Owen, he's got this, R, this, R, this R2 unit has some... something... Alright, and then they... Blown power coupling? Power... No, no, power... no, not power coupling. Uh, motivator, motive... Ah, mod... Ah, motive something, motivator. He's got a... Close enough, yeah. He's got a bad motivator. Animator, that's yes, it. correct. That's well done. 
Hey, I didn't need multiple choices. This that. Argentina has a bad motivator. Yes. <laughs> Alrighty, are you ready for your question eight? I am. Uh, it's getting very obscure now, isn't it? It's getting fun. All right. What species was the big hazu? some clarification here. Alright, we're quite big Clone Wars fans. There's a very obscure episode in episode in in season five of the Clone Wars and it's and it's based completely around C-3PO and R2D2 where they basically they basically go on a little like side adventure where they go to all these unknown planets and they get captured by people uh, by these little aliens that are about two feet tall. Not even two feet tall, they're incredibly small. And um they get Yeah they're less than a foot tall. Yeah. And they're just like, what do we do with them? The big Hazu will know. know. And they bring out this guy, just a like dude on a chair. just a really plump guy who's like on a chair, <laughs> and, he, and then and then R2 uh, ends up squashing him. Knocks it over R2, and he lands and flattens him. You need to Google the big Hazu when big you Hezu. finish this H-A-Y, thing, guys. Uh, Z-U. He's good. dead. The big Hazu is, is dead. dead. Right. Um, I also have absolutely no Much context c- clue. Uh, I have absolutely no idea. I can pull some. Uh... Are you telling me it's in that visual dictionary? Yeah. Oh my god. That's. I, I thought. The, I thought all that stuff was live action. Uh, no, no. So this includes Rebels and Clone Wars as well. Oh great. Just, uh, I'm gonna just just quick... to clarify, guys. We have the visual dictionary up next to us. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, but we're not using them for answers. Only for questions. Yes. So we're we could. I, uh, not, I I feel so ashamed that I don't know the species of the big hazel. I'm gonna quickly. All right, let's let's add some multiple choice in here. Is the big hazel an elom? <laughs> I love this question already. A colorsetto, a thelon, a thelon, or a petite? Is it a petite? That would be correct. Yes! That yeah. makes so much sense because they're petite. Basically petite. Basically. He's a petite petite. Yes, P-E-T-T-I-T-I. My knowledge of French pays off. Okay, guys, <laughs> just to clarify, if you guys need, if you guys didn't even need an explanation as to who the big Heizu was and you're just that you much of a Star this Wars podcast, fan, not please us. be a guest on this podcast. We would love to have you. Because you know more than we do. Yeah. yeah I, All right. All right. Uh, let's see I, at this point, I'm just using these obscure questions to find funny characters I like. It's <laughs> great. There we go. All right. Question eight. In Solo, A Star Wars Story, yep. on what planet did Chewie and Han meet for the first time? It would be Mimban. Correct. Yes. Didn't even need that one. That was instant. You Well done, you. All right. Now, now I'm going to start getting these questions very wrong. Because <laughs> they're getting more obscure. So All right. what's question nine, Michael? Again, more obscure. How many arms does the pod racer Gazgano have? Oh, my God. <laughs> God. I'm looking at Jack's face and it's just blank. A blank expression like, has dawned my face right who? now. Who's this? Who is this? <laughs> he's not Bedquadrenaris, he's not Anakin Skywalker, he's not Sebulba. What's Are his, there what, any other podcast races? What's his name? Gazgano. Okay, um, I will say... Is there multiple choice for this? I mean, multiple choice would just be a bunch of numbers. Yeah, so. just go ahead, do it. Uh, okay, does he have two arms? Does he have three arms? Does he have... Four arms, or does he have six arms? I'll go four arms. You would be correct. That was a complete guess. <laughs> yes, Gazgano is the dude with the little long, lanky arms. I'm not kidding. Half of these I've guessed, <laughs> and I've gotten them right just because. Well, the force is with you. Hell yeah. <laughs> Are you ready for your question? Uh, yes, my question number nine. Here we go. In Star Wars, The Clone Wars, <sighs> yep. what three major crime syndicates does Maul attempt to enlist to his crime family? Okay, so he gets Black Sons. Correct. He gets uh, the huts. Correct. And he gets the pikes. Correct. Oh, yes. Michael, you are killing this. <laughs> Not only good. in answering, but these questions that you've made are um, just the but, best. Uh, this is so good. I love making these quizzes for each other. Uh, all right. My final question. Final que- oh, I'm not gonna a get, bit I'm, of a tricky one. I'm not going to get this right. What species slash culture made the helmet... That the bounty hunter Sedon Ithano wears in The Force Awakens. Okay, see, these aren't even words at this point. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um, it's my final question. Can That's you, can you, can, can, am I allowed to know who he is? Like, which so one he is? Sedon Ithano is the red bounty hunter. The red bounty hunter who. Uh, I'll give you his species. He's yeah. a Findian. But can I ask you a question? Yes. Do you know this? I do. Do you just know this cause? Or I you... knew this. This is one of um, or did a you couple look of at them. It? I had to look up. This one I know just cause. Oh, good lord, Michael. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, 
I have absolutely no clue in the world. Uh, I could do multiple choice. Um, I'm, we're really showing the extent of our knowledge here. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I can't even picture him in my head. I can show you a picture of him if he wants. This is him here. Oh, right. Yeah, I know. I remember him now. Yeah. So, would you like to get some multiple choices for possibilities of, of species that, or cultures that made the helmets? It's the best bet I have, yeah. Okay. What species made the helmet? Yes, yeah, so it's he's not he's a Findian, yeah. but he's wearing another species. You're helmet. asking for the species' helmet. Yes. All right. Shoot. He, uh, is it a toy Darian? Toy Darian. Yep. I know what toy Darians look like. An Ishi Tib. Okay. <laughs> a Kalise. Or a Quarren. I was wondering if you would say Quarren because those helmets are very much alike the shape of a Quarren's head. I'm going to say Quarren. You would be incorrect. No! I purposely included Corrin in there because they do look very similar. Oh, you tricked me! You ready for some fun lore time, kiddos? Hell yeah. It is a Kalish helmet. Kalish, Which yep. is the species General of Grievous. General Grievous. Oh, that's right. They do look similar, those. They do. Yeah. I just love that's, that. That's actually it's, really it's interesting. Just, I really like Sodonathano. He's probably my favorite background character of False Awakens. He's really cool looking. But uh, yeah. That right. was my final question. Now, ready? Your fi- my Jack's final question final for question. you, Michael. Here we go. Not nearly as obscure, but I'm not sure if you'll if, if get this or not. Maybe we'll you will. We'll I'm not go. sure. In The Empire Strikes Back. Yep. Who starts as Admiral and who takes and, and who takes that man's place after the first Admiral is killed by Vader? Alright, the person who takes his place is Piet. Admiral Piet, that's correct. And the person who starts as Admiral... He's the guy who uh, Vader Force chokes apology over... Apology accepted, like, Admiral... That's that's a different line, isn't it? It is. Oh, yes. that's Captain Nita. That, that, that's later, Captain Nita, yeah. Ah. Uh, the guy who... Ah, yeah, who's the first one? He was killed because he brought the, the fleet out of light speed too yes. close to the to, to Hoth and gave away their position yep. or something. Yeah. Oh, no. I can give you multiple choice if you want. Uh, yeah, I've got Piet. All right, all right, let's do multiple choice on the last one. All right. Is it A, Veers, B, Moti, C, Ozzel, or D, Yaloran? So I know it's not Veers, and I know it's not Yularen. Yes. So it's between Moti and Ozzel. Yes. Oh, it's one of them. Admiral Ozzel, Admiral Moti. And go with Admiral Moti. You'd be incorrect. No! The answer is Admiral Ozzel. Oh, I should have gone with that. That sounded right. Who's Moti? Uh, Admiral Moti is the guy on the table in A New Hope, when yeah. he's like, if the Rebels have, have you yeah. know, a technical readout no, station, it is possible. However, unlikely, they might find a weakness oh, and exploit it. Should have gone with Ozzel. Oh, that's that's failure. Well, I think we've had a lot of fun, but we've proven we're not worthy of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we, I think it's clear that there are a lot of blank spots in our overall knowledge, but for the most part, <laughs> the most obscure things. As yeah, well. for the most, I I, can, I know who's. What's the score? Who, do we draw? Uh, I'm gonna, well, I'll Hang quickly on. collate them. Uh, Hang yeah, on. yeah. Here we go. So, okay, so you got yeah, yeah, we got that. Okay, so you got eight and a half right. Alright, well, to all the listeners at home, I've just collated it. And Jack has also received eight and a half. Oh! We have drawn in our scores. There you go. <laughs> Alright. Well, if we do this again, we'll have to do it again and we'll try to, to try to beat yeah. one another. That, but, this um, is fun. I think that was really fun. I, fun. I hope Make it was it nice for you guys to do. I know I had a lot of fun doing that. Yeah. Um, so? Yeah, so I think that's basically everything we got to talk about this yeah. week, Michael. Uh, yeah, that was... Yeah, I think we should start wrapping news, it up. Done things. Let's begin the wrap-up. Yeah. Thank you very, very much for listening. This yeah. hasn't been as much of a, a juicy episode as fun it has been Fun in-between episodes. A little say. fun in-between episode where there has been a bit of a lull in Star Wars news. Regardless, I really hope you enjoyed Some would call it filler. I would call it funler. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Michael, for that new word. <laughs> You're welcome. Right. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you again so much for listening, everyone. We really appreciate it. Uh, make sure you leave us, like I said, a uh, review, a rate yeah. us, and make sure to subscribe on whatever podcast feed you're listening to. Yeah. Now, we are also available on social media. Yeah, we talk like a lot about, about our Facebook podcast group. platforms. We are slowly growing on Facebook. We're also on Twitter. We're also on Instagram. The thumbnails for every YouTube uh, uh, you know, version of the episode that we put out. The Telling the Odds uh, army is growing huger and bigger every day. It will be available on Instagram uh, at Telling the Odds 32701. It'll be, it's, 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 it's very easy to find. Mm. Uh, and, I mean, that's about it, really. We talked about the podcast platforms at the beginning. We are available on uh, Apple Podcasts, yes. Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, Ooh. Google Podcasts, Fancy. Overcast, <laughs> Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. A lot of those probably you haven't even heard of yet. And but, on uh, YouTube, if you want to check it out there, full video with just, you know, static background. Yep, yeah, every episode is available as of 12pm on 
every Sunday. If we miss an ep- if we miss an episode on Sunday, we'll let you guys know in advance. Be it's sure because just attack us on Facebook if we do that. It's probably because we're busy, or you know, if or we the do, world's ended. You know, if we do, if, if the world is ended, that's if true. the world's ended, I'm sorry, but we can't give you any more episodes of the Telling Worlds podcast. If we, uh, you know. If we do need to miss uh, a week, we'll probably like pre-record one and then put oh, that like, out. But that sounds like a that's good idea. for that's a very if scenario. So Either way, you'll get fine. your weekly Star Wars content coming up. Yeah, uh, and that's basically it, everyone. Thank you very much for listening. I hope yeah. to hear uh, to see the audience or audiences uh, go up. Yeah. Up till next week, uh, I'm not sure what we'll be doing next week. What will we be doing next week? We'll, we'll have to work it out. Um, if if things haven't finished, we'll find some form of the Star Wars universe to talk about and have a good time. Chatting, laughing, and telling our ideas. Hopefully, uh, there'll be a little bit more uh, Star Wars news as of this time next week. So, again, thank you everyone, thank for, you listening. everyone for listening. This has been Telling, telling the Odds Podcast. <laughs> no! I'm sorry! I said it wrong. Should we do it again? No, just keep.